Welcome to Team Building Cultures, the podcast designed to deliver tools and tips for improving team communication, collaboration, and fostering a culture where teams thrive. Now, here's your host, Beverly Hathorne, owner of Strategic HR Consultants. Hello, listeners, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Team Building Cultures. I am your host, Beverly Hathorne, owner of Strategic HR Consultants, where we believe that an organization's culture is the soil in which all things grow. Today, we're going to be talking with Mr. Rob Dwyer. Rob is a very experienced uh, customer service leader, and for over a decade, he has successfully trained, coached, and developed agents and contact center leaders throughout the world to provide superior customer service, which we all like to hear, and increase agent retention rates, another really great uh, aspect, another great deal. Today, Rob leads client engagement at Happitu, a robust enablement and conversation analysis platform. Say that three times fast. (laughs) He is also the host of Next in Q, a podcast featuring customer experience, contact center leaders, customer support leaders, customer success leaders, um, technology agents and practitioners from around the globe. He's got everybody on this show. And so from CEOs to the front lines, there are lessons and insights in every episode. And today, Rob is going to talk to us about listening to the other 98% of your customers. All right, Rob. Well, I'm looking forward to this discussion. And um, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you, Beverly. It's a pleasure to join. And I certainly appreciate the opportunity to have this discussion with you. Yes, yes. So to start... And of course, we're going to get into all the customer service goodies here. But to start, I'm sure my uh, viewers would like to have a little bit of insight into your background. What's going on there in the Star Wars world there? (laughs) Well, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you mentioned that I have a podcast, Next in Q. I started that almost two years ago to the day. And um, I think when, you know, COVID hit, I, like a lot of people, started working from home, and I found uh, very quickly that having something in your background that allowed people to understand a little bit about you, your passions, made engaging with people easier. And so I really leaned into that and tried to really set something up that was interesting to me and uh so everything you see behind me is made of lego except for the lights and it really allows people just a quick visual insight into things that interest me and it's it happens so often that we can make a connection between a shared interest whether that's star wars it's lego it's uh, the Beatles or just music in general. People are very quickly can understand a little bit about who I am, and that may help us make a connection faster. And so uh, that's really where the, the background all came from. Well, it's a wonderful background, and I can connect to everything you've got there, um, maybe dating myself a bit, but I remember the start of both. 
So I remember, <laughs> I remember Beatlemania, you know, of, I was a child now, a very young child, but I remember um, the Beatlemania and the excitement that the Beatles caused, just their presence would make their fans just scream and yell and faint and cry and just do all sorts of things. So I remember the start of the Beatles, and I also remember the start of Star Wars, um, Star Wars uh, was a unique uh, fantasy that um, adults and children alike uh, enjoyed and uh, delved into and really um, got familiar with all the characters and all it. We had not seen anything like Star Wars when that when that came. So, you know, um, that was a very exciting time as well. So so I can connect with you on both of those. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And they're both delighting people of all ages, even to this day, right? Paul even McCartney is day. still out there making music and, yeah. and uh, Star going Wars. On tour. Yeah. Rico's going on tour. So, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> and the Star Wars saga continues. Just mm -hmm. when you think there's no more to add, that creativity explodes and boom, there's a new Star Wars movie. And I'm like, oh my God, really? This is incredible. Mm -hmm. So that has been going on for what Star Wars has been going on for what, like maybe like basically years? my entire life. So 1977 yeah. was the mm -hmm. first movie. I was born in 76. So yeah. uh, you can do the math. Everybody out there can do the math. But my entire life, for the most part, has been filled with Star Wars. While there have been gaps, um, it's it's been there almost the entire time. Wow. Wow. Well, like I said, I remember when it came out and it was so fascinating. It was just incredible. So, um, yeah, so we connect on that. So let's talk about, um, you know, let's talk about you and your um, your work background. So uh, I understand that, you know, you've been in customer experience and customer satisfaction for a long time. Tell us how you got started in that area and some of the things you've done. Yeah, well, I think, you know, getting into the contact center business for a lot of people isn't necessarily on purpose, and it certainly wasn't for me. Uh, I was in the mortgage business for about 10 years, right up until 2008. I worked for Wachovia in their wholesale lending department, and uh, some people may not even remember that name, Wachovia, got swallowed up by Wells Fargo in the financial crisis. And I found myself really trying to find something different. I had just moved. Um, my wife and I moved to St. Louis, and she got a job, ironically enough, at Wells Fargo working on the software merger between Wells Fargo and, and Wachovia. Covia Securities. And I was just looking for something, uh, ideally something that had insurance for our kids. And uh, the contact center, BPO, Convergis uh, was named it's now Concentrics and now Web Help and Concentrics. There's a lot going on there, but it was one of the largest uh, BPOs in the world, still is to this day. And I started out as an agent, like a lot of people do. Uh, very quickly transitioned into training and was training new hires to support a partner that we had. And I got an opportunity to do some leadership development 
with Convergis that allowed me to travel all over the country, outside of the country, support a lot of different sites and leadership at all levels. And I got really passionate about how we can go about developing agents, developing leaders within the organization so that we can really have a strong culture, a culture of performance, a culture of accountability, and a culture that delivers results. And that really can happen whether you're a BPO or you could be insourcing and have your own team. And it doesn't even necessarily relate to contact centers, although some of the techniques were very specific to contact centers, I really just believe that great effective leadership and great culture drives a great customer experience and a great employee experience. And, you know, I moved on from there. I went to a smaller family-owned organization called Customer Direct based in St. Louis. I've been there ever since. So that was 2016. Led training and quality at that organization. And about three years ago, we decided to commercialize some software that we had been using internally to see if maybe some other people out there wanted to use it in their businesses. And we found some success with that. We, we had a hunch that uh, people would use the software and some of the ways that we used it and maybe some different ways. And so we've got a couple of products today uh, within the Happy2 platform. Uh, we have Happy2 Guide, which you mentioned agent enablement, and, and that's what that does. It really helps agents, uh, whether it's their first day on the phones or, or their thousandth day on the phones, it helps drive consistency and give them the tools that they need at any given moment within uh, that interaction, whether it's a phone call, a chat, email. Uh, and then we've got Happy2 Vision, which is a speech analytics tool. And, you know, one of the things that I always found challenging when you're talking about agent development is understanding where the gaps were, because that's really what it boils down to. When you're trying to help people develop, trying to help them perform better, the first thing that you need to do, aside from building trust with them, is to understand where their gaps are. And in the contact center, you know, the way that we have done that for literally decades is to listen to calls, whether that's a supervisor listening to a call or a quality assurance team listening to calls and understand what agents are doing well and where they can make those improvements. The challenge with that is you listen to such a small percentage of their calls that you know, your picture of what they do well and what they struggle with is limited a little bit. It's actually not even statistically valid. And what I love about being able to analyze all of the calls using some of the tools that are out there, including Happy2 Vision, is you get a full picture of agent performance so that you can understand is this a one-off or is this happening on most of these calls? 
and I can really understand how I can help my agents develop and be most effective without sitting through and, and listening to call after call after call after call, knowing that even in doing that, I'm only getting a tiny fraction. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all very interesting, Rob. And uh, pretty much like you said, we kind of, m- most of us kind of fall into the contact center environment. It, you know, um, it's, um, you know, usually, um, well-paying with good benefits and convenient and you know um it's something that you can be uh trained to do given the right personality not not Mm -hmm. everybody can sit and listen to uh customers um irate customers or angry customers or you know not everybody can smooth that over but um i think in most cases that's something that can be taught that's something that can be learned so um, totally agree with you there. And when you talk about um, the effective leadership and how necessary it is in order to drive the customer experience, yes, I agree. And the culture also must be one that is where employees can can grow and, and develop. And if you don't have those things going on, then you're going to have a contact center chaos you know, so <laughs> definitely going to be problematic. So yeah, that, you know, training and, and quality control are definitely necessary. So let's talk about the um, the Happitu, um products, the software that uh, your company has commercialized. Um, I definitely um, like the Happy To Guide because that is uh, something that drives consistency, as you say. So it helps the employees to um, kind of be standard on how they open and close calls and maybe certain things that they um, they talk about. So tell me a little bit more about the Happy To Guide. Yeah. I, you know, Beverly, did, uh, did you take phone calls as an agent? I definitely, as a leader, I took phone calls. As an agent, I took phone calls. And as a leader, uh, as you said, I had to sit there some days to try to get a good view and listening monitoring calls to try to get a good view of where this agent actually stood but yes as an agent i definitely definitely took calls do you remember that first day i do i do remember that first day were you Uh, scared oh my god it was really jittery and to add to it um my manager was right there you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, please don't stand here and listen, you know, but I had a script, for lack of better word, yeah. how to, you know, answer the call uh, and how to end the call. But nobody told me what to say in the middle of the call, which is the, <laughs> the meat of the call. But yes, to yeah. answer your question, I did take calls. I think all of us who have had that experience can understand how nerve wracking it is, particularly for new agents mm-hmm. who have just come out of training or maybe haven't even finished training, right? Sometimes you're taking calls when you haven't fully completed your training. And it is absolutely nerve wracking for most agents. And as soon as that first call comes in, like everything that you've spent your time learning over the last week or two weeks or however long, exactly. It's just, whoosh, it goes out. It's gone all of a sudden. And 
um, it's almost a deer in the headlights kind of feeling. And so one of the things that God does is help assist those agents who literally just need the words to answer the call. Because I will tell you, in training agents, one of the things that's interesting is when you get agents who have contact center experience, right? So they have supported another brand. Maybe they did it for a number of years and they uh, come to a new company. One of the hardest things to do is to get them to answer the phone the right way because they've got this habit already built. And the habit is, thank you for calling whatever brand there is and then probably their name and then how may I help you, whatever that cadence is, right? And it gets hardwired into their head. It's it's the same thing as when you're driving to work. It becomes hardwired if you follow the same route every day and they kind of go on autopilot. And so even just giving them the words, it seems like the easiest thing in the world, but it's not. Just what are the words that I need to say as soon as this call comes in and how do I answer the phone? And so we start with that. And then we present agents with a workflow, right? A number of different options. We can present them with tools and it's all custom built, right? So it's whatever you need for your business. And, and we can have multiple guides to help agents, depending on the call type. If you're uh, if you have multiple campaigns in your business, whether you're an outsourcer or insourcer, it doesn't really matter. You may have multiple campaigns. You may have inbound and outbound. So those may be different. And so we're just providing agents based off of your requirements, the process to follow, mm -hmm. the words that work, links to the tools that they're going to need when they need them. And we provide help topics. And help topics are really those kind of knowledge base type of things, but we can actually surface those and suggest them based on where they are in the call process. So they're not having to necessarily go look for them. They can, they can look for them. They can just type and search. And then all the while we're documenting what's happening within this interaction so that um, even if you're not leveraging something like speech analytics, you can get an idea of what's happening in every single call and understand what your call drivers are and how people are going about resolving those issues or not resolving them as the case may be. Hopefully we're resolving issues, but it's a good way to find gaps as well in your processes. And so that's really what guide is. It's it's not necessarily a uh, a new idea. I know that when actually when I was in college, my first very first contact center job, uh, it was brief, but it was outbound credit card sales, and uh, I I didn't stay there very long because I got a I got a job at a convenience store, and I I wanted that job more. But those outbound credit card sales. I had never done anything like this before. And they had this little flip book script. And so you would, you know, do your greeting and during your pitch, and I had never been in sales before, honestly, I had worked at Dairy Queen. I didn't, I didn't know the first thing about sales. I knew order taking, not sales. 
And so, you know, when someone would say, well, you know, I need to discuss it with my spouse, right? There was a page for that. And so you would flip to that page and it would have your rebuttal or how you were supposed to try to attempt to overcome this objection. And that allowed me as a, really as a teenager, I think I was like 19 at the time, to jump into a sales role with little to no training. I mean, I think our training lasted a week and sound relatively competent on the phones because I didn't know all these different techniques for overcoming objections. I really didn't. And we didn't spend all day, every day learning them. I just knew I needed to flip to that page. And that was the hard part was like scanning and going, okay, well, which page do I need to flip to? And what we've done is just taken that concept to the next level so that the agent has all of these different tools available to them, including if you're doing a sales campaign, right? Those, those words that work at the critical moment so that they can sound polished and confident and think about how they're going to help their customer, whether it's sales or service and not have to worry about, am I saying this the right way? Or I need to go look for this particular policy and it's you know buried in some knowledge-based document that's 13 pages long. All of those things, we wanna make it super easy for the agents to have the information they need when they need it. Well, that's awesome. Um... I was an agent before that product came along, and I certainly would have <laughs> enjoyed having such um, assistance at my fingertips. Um, pretty much like you said, I had a manual of some sort that I would go to to determine, you know, the next steps. But mm -hmm. eventually, um, technology uh, offered an opportunity for us to have um, maybe like a, a flow but it was only for your standard basic uh, situations. And most of the calls that we took were not standard nor basic, you know, it was always yeah. something a little different. And um, that would have been, uh, I'm sure that's really easy, uh, makes the agent's uh, job a little easier. And it also makes the uh, leader's job a little easier because now it'll be simpler for them to understand why the agent went where they went and to, you know, to, to maybe determine if that still is the best thing for us to do. You know, like you said, it can help you spot gaps, you know, it's like, okay, well, I remember last year when we were doing that, that was great, but you know, now that we've added X, Y, Z product in the middle yeah. and we've had, you know, we no longer need to talk about that, you know, because we need to talk about this mm -hmm. now. So that sounds like a really awesome product and um, happy Two has created for us. So tell me a little bit about happy Two vision, the speech analytics portion. Yeah. You know, happy Two vision. I, in, in my role in overseeing quality at Customer Direct, I actually had been looking for a solution to do some speech analytics and transcription um, for, for a number of years. And I remember very vividly uh, about five years ago, looking for this technology. Uh, my COO and I reviewed a couple of different 
options out there in the marketplace. And unfortunately, at the time, it just wasn't ready for prime time. Uh, the transcriptions were not good. Uh, the accuracy was not good. And there, it just wasn't ready. But a couple of years ago, in trying to help one of our customers, a happy to customer who thought um, they needed guide, we actually determined that guide was not going to help them. What they had were some other challenges though. And so we looked at how we could help them overcome some of those other challenges. Long story short, we ended up developing happy to vision out of that. And so happy to vision takes in your calls, transcribes them, does sentiment analysis, and then provides highlights based on what's important to your business. And so those highlights can be along the lines of quality, right? Agent performance. Is, my, uh, is this agent doing required disclosures on every single call, right? We're in a disclosure type of world, whether that's outbound and we need to make sure we're telling every single customer that we're calling that we're recording the call. It could be related to GDPR. It could be related to California Privacy Act. Like there are just so many different disclosures that we may have to give out. And the fines, when you fail to do that, can be really, really big and they can impact the business's bottom line. And so Knowing whether or not we're performing at a high level on something like compliance is really critical, depending on the business that you're in. Not all businesses have to deal with that, but a lot do. And so we can look at things like compliance. We can look at things like, you know, are we making attempts to overcome objections if you're doing sales? Uh, are we demonstrating positive language throughout the call? Are we demonstrating ownership and willingness? Those are things that really apply across the board, no matter what kind of role that you're in. And we can look at things like, you know, what's driving negative customer sentiment? Are, they, are, are we finding that a particular product or a particular service is aligned with negative sentiment across the board? And what do we need to do to address that issue? It can help you find gaps in processes. So for instance, one of our customers, they're a, a retailer of clothing, among other things. And when you, when you make an order, there's an email that gets sent out automatically. I think we're all very used to this process these days when you buy things online you get an email and that email typically will have a link to some tracking information so you can see when it's being delivered and there was a point where we were getting a high amount of volume based off of email tracking and what had happened is uh, something in the system had, had broken and so that email the button that you click on that says, you know, track my package, it wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't tracking the package, right? And so what happens? You get a large amount of customers calling about their tracking. And so it made it really easy for us to see this spike 
in a particular call type and then to go and just listen to a few calls or, or read transcripts and, and you very quickly recognize, okay, this is a problem and it's a pervasive problem. It's not a problem that the call center can fix, but it is a problem that one business unit can fix. And we just need to make sure that business unit is aware of the problem so that they can address it. And we can stop this influx of phone calls about people who can't track their, their packages. And so that's just one example of a way that we can identify kind of at a high level, some business process issues that aren't related to the contact center at all, but need attention. And those are the kinds of things that impact the bottom line. So what we're you know, ultimately trying to do is we're trying to empower your contact center leaders to coach and develop their agents without having to spend all this time listening to phone calls so they can be more efficient at building relationships and, and driving performance. But also, what can we help the business with? Not just the contact center, but the actual business. Can we identify trends that are happening that are important to, to the business leaders, not just the contact center leaders. And so it's a really, it's an incredible tool. We're really excited about it. And it's a way that we can, we can really affect business in a positive way. Yeah, I can see that. Um, we're uh, happy to the products, both products, the guide and, and vision. Um, can help the contact center leader not just be part of answering calls or taking orders, but it can actually move you into being a strategic partner in the business mm -hmm. and, you know, how the business operates, especially, particularly when you talk about Happy Two Vision that helps you analyze what's going on with your customers. See, in, in most organizations or in the past, that could primarily only be done through customer satisfaction surveys. And once so again, right. you're only going to get that data if all those customers take the survey and tell you that. You know, a lot of customers don't want to take surveys or they, they don't think it's going to help, you know. Or, or, but even if, if that does happen, that all the customers who were having problems with that one button, if they did all take the survey that you send out a month after, you know, the conclusion of their uh, interaction with you, and then you get that data back and then someone has got to sit over here on the side and analyze that data and finally come up with, hey, you know, a lot of these calls are about the, the button not working. So, you know, that's a lot of time that has happened in between that. So with your product, we can kind of find that out very quickly and we can see some other things that are going on that might be causing problems. So it does help the contact center be more a strategic partner in the entire business. So yeah, that that's a great product. That Absolutely. Is, yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah, I'm so glad that I'm glad that you mentioned voice of the customer because that's that is important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Those mm -hmm. surveys that we've been relying on for a long time. How many people respond to those right. in an era where, it, you know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, probably got a pretty decent response rate. 
But now we are surveyed everywhere. And mm-hmm. a lot of people are just over it. I know every time I go into Walmart and I go through one of those self-checkout uh, kiosks, it tries to survey me at the end every single time. Mm-hmm. Like We just get surveyed every place we go. And you know, people like me, I just don't answer. Like I am not going to spend the time to give you my feedback because I'm not confident that you're listening to it. What's really important is what are you doing about it? Yeah. And so we want to give you as much voice of customer data as you can get quickly so that you can then act on it, mm-hmm. do something to mm-hmm. address the things that you're seeing. Yeah. Yeah. With your product, the voice of the customer uh, information that you get is pretty much real time, mm-hmm. you know, and we don't have to wait two months to get okay. this information from the few who will actually, you know, take the survey. Because as you mentioned, a lot of people think that it's not really worth my time. You're not going to do anything about it. Um, so, you know, you, why are you even asking me? But, you know, and then sometimes we've got customers who, I say only talk about the trains that are late. So when you get that survey, there could be a lot of other stuff buried in in that one particular problem. There could be a lot of other, you know, uh, responses that that customer has provided that won't help you to isolate, you know, what's really the problem, you know. So, yeah, yeah that sounds really great. So, but tell me, you know, I mean, I know that there are some other cus- uh, companies who have similar products. What sets Happy Two apart? What makes Happy Two different? I mean, we like to think that the first thing is our team. Um, We are straight out of a small business, right? So Customer Direct is a family-owned business, and Happy Two is as well. So we're a small team. We're based in the United States, and uh, we don't have you know, account managers overseas, we don't pass you off to um, somebody that is not going to talk to you other than once a month or once a quarter to have a review with you. Um, We like to think of ourselves as people who understand the contact center business and understand small business and the needs of small business. So that's number one is we're very responsive and and we can set up communication channels however it works best for you. And so that may be email, it may be phone or text, uh, it may be a, a Slack channel that we set up for you. And so we like to really work with businesses, understand how we can help them right away, but also understand how we can work to help them in the future. Because it's not just about what we can do today, we like our customers to help inform our long-term strategy and kind of what goes up on the priority list for enhancements in the future. You know, I mentioned that Vision was really the product of listening to one of our customers' challenges and trying to help them overcome those challenges. And in doing so, we recognized, hey, we can help other people overcome these same challenges and more. And so we like to partner with our partners to understand what are the problems that they're facing and is it something that we can help them with? We can't help every problem. 
Like there are challenges out there that we're just not going to be able to help them overcome. But as we understand what can make their lives easier, what can help them be more effective, what can help them um, be better in the sector that they're in, those are the things that we like to understand so that we can look at our product line and go, okay, well, you know, if we, you know, do this, it's going to help our customers. And so we, we really like to think that we listen. The other thing that we do a little bit differently, and again, this comes from that background in a contact center and uh, a background in small business, you know, as a, as a, training leader, I would get new hires in. You and I are having this conversation, um, not, not when it's broadcast, right? This isn't live, but we're having this conversation on the 25th of the month, right? And so if you imagine, I've got a new hire class coming in on the 25th and their training lasts two weeks. Well, I've got to get them set up in a variety of different systems. Those systems mean licenses. And so a lot of times as a, as a smaller contact center, you're evaluating, you're going, okay, well, they start on the 25th. When do I actually want to get them into a system? Because if I start them today, then I got to pay for the whole month. And that can make or break a month, depending on how many new hires, what kind of ramp you're going through. And so I may have to make a decision, a strategic cost-based decision to say, you know what, let's just wait till the first, and then we'll get them into whatever systems. What we decided to do was take that issue away from contact center leaders so they don't have to think about it. So you don't have to worry about paying for a full license for five days worth of usage, because we're going to prorate that. We're going to prorate it when you add a user and we're going to prorate it when you remove a user. And so from a, a manager level, I've got some flexibility there where I know, okay, well, if I add all these users, I'm only going to really pay as an organization for the time that these people are actually in the system, not for the whole month. The other thing that we recognize, because we've gone through it, and I'm sure lots of leaders out there who have vetted different systems recognize, like a lot of SaaS platforms want you to commit to three years. And three years is a lot when you're a small business, or there's a huge implementation fee up front, or both. And if you're a really small business and you're trying to stay on top of what's new in technology, you may not be able to afford that, or you may not be willing to make that commitment because, you know, business headwinds may be a little uncertain for you. And so we also wanted to take that away from the consideration of adopting new technology. And so we offer no commitment pricing so that contact center leaders or business leaders can say, yes, I am interested in this, but I'm concerned about committing to a year or three years. And we say, that's fine. We understand that. Try us out. If you don't like it after a month or two months or three months, whatever the case may be, 
you can turn it off, but we're so confident in the value that you're going to get out of using the platform that you're going to keep it. And so we don't, we don't worry about that. Now we do have some options for vision uh, to, to do a year commitment. If you have enough volume, we've got some discounted pricing that might be available to you. But for the most part, most of our customers are not under a contract. We don't go through that whole process. And when you think about smaller businesses, right? They're also the kind of businesses that are like, let's go. Can we get started today? Uh, you, these enterprise businesses, you got to go through 14 different layers of management to get anything approved. And then there's a, a project manager and implementations a year away and all of that. Uh, we say no. Uh, if you want to get started, let's get started. Let's talk about your tech stack. Uh, do we already have a native integration built? If so, let's start tomorrow, maybe today. And if we don't have a native integration built, then we'll talk about how we can still get up and running quickly. And if you don't see the value, then you say, you know what, I, I'm not getting the value out of this. And that we don't want to be charging customers who don't see a value in it. That's, that's not how you build a good reputation. We want customers that fully believe they're getting great value and that they're doing it every single month. They're saying, yes, I want to keep using Happy Too because it's worth it to me. And that's, that's how you build brand value in our opinion. And so those are two major things that really separate us from some of the other options that are out there. And I'll say the other thing is we actually work with small businesses. All right, a lot of those a lot of those software platforms out there, depending on the size of your business, and you know, you tell them you've got five agents and they'll look at you sideways and go, well, maybe we're not a good fit. Come to us. If you've got five, five agents, that's fine. We don't have a problem with it. If you have one agent, it might in fact be fine. Uh, let's, let's talk. Great. Everybody likes to hear the words, no commitment. You know, yeah. everybody likes to hear that. And if you, the way you said your product is great and you want, you want people who are going to be happy with it. You don't want to hold anybody hostage. That's not how you get advocates for your brand and, you know, for your product. That's not how people share, you know, uh, how wonderful it is. You want people who are there because they want to be there, not because they're legally bound to be there. Those, those, those are not brand advocates for you so and i like that you know you have a personal touch you know we can make this work let's just talk and you know we can make it work somehow regardless of the size of your contact center when like you said if you you got five agents you know some um SAS may look at you and say yeah well nah, you know what they're saying is you're not important enough for us mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, that's what I'm hearing. You're exactly. not important enough for us to deal with. So, you know, we're just going to move on. But, you know, basically what you're doing is you're trying to help your clients and help other contact centers who may or may not become clients. It's all about making things better. And I, I really like anytime somebody tells me, well, what's wrong? And let me see what I can do to fix it. Oh, I'm all in. <laughs> I am all in. <laughs> 
I'm all in, you know, and you don't have to pay me three years if I don't fix it or if I do fix it, you know, I'm not going to hold you hostage. That's big. So those are the things that make Happy Two different. And those are some huge differentiators. You know, those are huge. So, yeah, it's been great uh, talking with you today. And um, so what about if our clients want to, if my uh, listeners want to become a client and maybe want to just talk to you a little bit more about, you know, your products and what you do, how can they reach you? Well, certainly they can go to happytu.com. It's H-A-P-P-I-T-U.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am all over LinkedIn. I mean, you can email me. It's Dwyer at happy2.com. That's D-W-Y-E-R at happy2.com. But LinkedIn is a great place to get in touch with me. Um, you can see uh, some details about happy to. You can see uh, information about customer direct. You can see links to the podcast if you want to check that out. Um, and I am on LinkedIn most of the day. So you can feel free to just chat me, send me a connection request. We can chat right there in real time. You know, Beverly, that's how, how you and I mm-hmm. uh, connected with each other. And so that's a great way, but whatever way works for you, I'll put it that way, whatever way works for you, uh, feel free to connect with me. There's that personal touch again, you know, what is <laughs> for you? You know, we're not going to lock you into any specific method just you know reach out whatever it's way is easiest to you well this has been a really great conversation rob did you have any last minute nuggets you wanted to drop with us or you know i just want to thank you um one of the things that i really love is you know people who are really focused on people and culture and it's so important for businesses to really look at their culture. And I firmly believe, like, don't think that adopting technology is going to fix your problems in your business if your culture is bad. We're not going to fix that for you. It's just not going to happen. I want you to be able to do some really cool things with our products if it makes sense for you. But really, it's about great leadership, and driving a great culture within your organization, you got to do that first before you spend money on shiny new things from a tech stack perspective. And so what I would say is, if you haven't done that yet, if your culture is problematic, focus on that first, get your house in order. And then when you're ready to adopt some new technology, you know, feel free to look us up. Maybe we'll, we'll be a great fit for you. But um, I know that that's a focus for you. And I applaud that because I firmly believe it as well. Yes, I couldn't have said it better myself, Rob. And thank you very much for that. That's a great segue for me to um, wrap up and let my listeners know that helping you uh, examine and review and transform your culture is one of the many things that we as strategic HR consultants do for our clients. Though we are a full service HR consultancy, we focus on contact center and helping those leaders to create a culture where employees can thrive and grow, which in turn improves performance, which in turn improves your customer experience. It's just math. 
it's just basic math, you know? So, yeah. So thank you so much for your time today, Rob. And, um, for explaining, uh, helping us understand what Happy Two does. It sounds like a wonderfully warm company to work for and to be in business with. So I'm sure you'll be hearing from, from my listeners, viewers soon. Thank you, Beverly. Okay. Thanks for your time, Rob. All right. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Team Building Cultures. We hope we have delivered helpful and enlightening information to help you create your dream team. Join us next time 